Yerp, you already know what the fuck's going on. It's Shayla the girl, your girl. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you're tuning in for another episode of the Chiz Podcast, okay? I don't know about you good people, but I myself personally, I have had a long week. You feel me? A long week. I'm talking wins and losses. No meek meal. All right. So without any further need to delay, grab a glass, pop a squat, and get comfy because your week's going to get a little tipsier. Cheers, ho. Shout out my brother MK, JQ, Mustafa, we in this thing. I was down on my luck, now I'm up, how ironic Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise Don't talk to me if it ain't by them commas Down on my luck, now I'm up, how ironic Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise Don't talk to me if it ain't by them commas Down on my luck, now I'm up, how ironic Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise Don't talk to me if it ain't by them commas Down on my luck, now I'm up, how ironic Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise Don't talk to me Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. And shout out to you for tapping in with your girl one time. Thank you for being here. I love you so much. And I never fail to appreciate the fact that y'all niggas think that I'm funny and that the things that I say matter. You know, that's real fuck withable of y'all. So if ain't nobody told you so far this week that they fuck with you, I fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? The long way. All right. It's been a very eventful two weeks for your girl because that was the last time I was around y'all giving y'all a good word. And again, Kristen, Sistrin, thank you so much for pulling up because that was a great conversation and it was just fun and real and I love your energy all together. Thank you for representing for the girls. Hashtag Kristen got the code. You feel me? Hashtag put that shit on. All right. Yes. But since then, been a very lot, much, a whole bunch of shit going on. And I think I'm just going to save it for the end of the episode uh, instead of the drunk tale and drink in the face. Um, going to talk about that then. But for now, I hope y'all have been well. I hope you have been drinking your water. I hope that you've been keeping up with your shit. I hope you've been minding the business that pays you, you understand, and not nobody else's the fuck business because ain't nobody else business gonna do anything for you. It ain't gonna happen, okay? But boom, speaking of business, I would like to share a little bit of my business before I get into some other things. You know, I always bring things for you, you know, words to chew on, but I want you all to snack on this a little bit before we get into that zone. Um, I've been taking a deeper inventory of my dating life. So I don't really talk about this like this and definitely not here with y'all niggas like this, but I was in a relationship a while, like, shit, how long is it now? I don't know. What is time? From the end of 2019, like the, the middle, middle of 2019 to the pandemic, like, so June, I was in a relationship right? Don't want to get into the full details because I think I'm definitely going to talk to y'all about it more later on. Um, But 
the pandemic just chopped all that shit up and got it out the way. It didn't end very nicely, but it is what it is. I am a bad bitch and I am healing. Was gonna say healed, but it's an evolution. It's a process. All right, I am healing. But the point that I would like to make is that I took a year off, a year and a half off of really intentionally dating. And for the most part, it was just kind of like, yeah, if I'm rubbing elbows with these niggas, I'm gonna rub elbows with these niggas and just kind of see whatever the fuck is going on, what I can get from this situation. Um, very, right. Cause like I couldn't even place my mind to be in a position of giving a nigga anything <laughs> other than my ass to kiss. And not even literally, cause I wasn't even fucking. So <laughs> there was that too. Like, I just really was not in the mind of intentionally investing myself in any situation. And um, it wasn't all bad. I had fun. But now I'm just kind of like, I don't want a boyfriend. And I still wish to date multiple niggas because in the great words of Aisha K. Faines, we must practice non-exclusive dating as women as a step in the direction of liberation. Rest in peace, my angel. But I am ready to be a little bit more intentional in making sure that I am observant of my romantic situations and interests in a way other than, oh, well, if he make me mad, I'm just put, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just cut him off and go get another one. And I said that on the Knessa episode as well. And I was just kind of like, nigga, I need to at least be getting, what did I say? 80% or 70%. So if you fill in the gap, if you fill in this percentage, then you start cutting the percentage, da, 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 like, you know what I'm saying? That's exhausting. And it's cold. I need to reserve my energy for actually waking up in the morning because now that it's getting cold and dark as shit in the morning, it's hard to get up. So I got to put that energy that I would into maintaining a a reckless roster into an organized and mature dating life. Now, step one on my mature dating journey that I'm on is ordering my prospects more responsibly. Up to this point, now that I didn't, you know, dip my little feet back inside the pool it's been very much so vibes. Yeah, I'm feeling him right now. So you know what I'm saying? He could be here and then this nigga can go here and whoop, and then this nigga do something to irritate me or I feel like, oh, you wasn't doing as much as I wanted you to do. So no, this nigga talking to me now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just very helter skelter because my interaction with these niggas had thus far been helter skelter. But now that I'm being more intentional about my dating, I'm really trying to look at these niggas and avoid pitfalls of my past, right? Me personally, I will look at a nigga and be like, oh, he's so cool and fuck with him so heavy. Like when, I don't know, when niggas show me their humanity, it creates a soft spot in me where I'm just like, oh, but I fuck with him because he's hella cool and he has this about him and he has this about him. He's hella cool, right? And I will let a nigga, he is cool his way, into the number one spot as opposed to like, you know what I'm saying? Looking at all the red flag emojis, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, he hella cool, he hella cool, but I'm letting the, all the parts that's hella cool override the traits that he have that I know I'm going to end up wanting to change or wanting to him to adjust because I'm just kind of like, well, this is how, this is how it should be. And it's just like, no, this is how I want it to be. So I'm trying to avoid all of that by assessing these niggas properly with a good and healthy cost benefit analysis. Moral of the story is I'm not letting no nigga that's not Smitty Werbison and Janger in the number one spot because he was number one. Only the nigga that's number one can wear the hat. You can't be hella cool, but have all of this shit that I know in the long term wouldn't be okay with me and then hold down the number one spot. You got to be in like number three because you're cool and I want you around, but that's about it. <laughs> so, boom. Dating life, business, shared. On to the things I have for you. So, as many of y'all may know, Issa Rae has returned to us and is giving us our belongings weekly. That is a healthy, at least 30 minute episode. Never 29, 28, but always at least 30 minute episode episodes of season five of Insecure. Insecure has been with me and shaping me and given me the good thoughts to think since my senior year of college. When I remember when that shit came out and I was like, oh, and we will be parked and present and on time in front of the goddamn television every Sunday because Issa and I need to be one. I love this show through the ups and downs. There were times when the show was better. There were times when the show were worse, but I love this goddamn show and I'm so sad to see it go, but I'm going to ride this bitch till the wheels literally fall off. In place of our girlfriend qualm of the week that we sometimes have and sometimes don't have, I'm going to be doing an insecure qualm of the week now um, to send off our our fave, this generational cult classic that speaks truth for all of us. Um, Yesterday, Sunday, was the season premiere. I loved it. It was great. It was awesome. I think it was a great introduction to this season, and it's definitely putting a lot of pieces on the fucking board to be moved around throughout this whole season. This was my motherfucking problem (laughs) this week. How the And if you haven't realized at this point, you should probably skip ahead if you haven't watched. Maybe pause this and go watch Insecure but promise to come back. Or maybe skip ahead like a minute. Yeah, like a minute. Now, why in the black fuck would y'all kill Kelly at the damn reunion? Y'all, what, what the, what the, what, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? Y'all niggas is bugging out. How are we at the 10-year reunion? I come to sign my name in and you don't have a card for me. You just um, write my name on the shit, but then proceed to memorialize me throughout the whole weekend in really shitty ways at that. You know what I'm saying? Ways that don't even take in her full character. And I think we're going to get into that some more this season. But like... If y'all done memorialized me, y'all done put my face on this joint, uh, put my face in the book, talking about some rest in peace, girl. 
Y'all done put me every time it's a projector. Y'all putting my name on the joint like she uh talking about some Sheikah stanky legs. Talking about some this one is for Kelly uh for 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 Kelly Prenny and playing the fucking stanky leg. And now she got to do this sad ass sorry ass stanky leg. How did y'all not notice she was dead and then stop all of the memorialization? How? I get you cannot reprint the book, but. Bitch, I'm alive. We've been here for a whole day. We've been here for a whole sum of work day hours at least. And y'all still talk about some rest in peace. Bitch, I'm right here. Shawty, Kelly went to the band reunion area. And what y'all said, well, all I can remember about her was that she was allergic to kale. Bitch, I'm standing right. Stop the, stop the foolishness stop the foolishness i hate y'all niggas and kelly deserves better i've been saying that kelly deserves better on this show for a long motherfucking time but i hope that this season kelly gets her better that's my qualm that shit should not have happened and i get you know from for comedy purposes you know we we, we worked it out but that's 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 that shows fucked up and that should not have happened ew so time is short. I'm not going to do the TikTok of the week. I will save it for next week. And we're just going to slide right into this niggulation and then get into the door. Niggulations 10-3, which was given to us by our esteemed guest, reads simply, succinctly, it was spoken from the words of white women, but we herald these words truthfully. Stop trying to make fetch happen. I feel like this word in itself is self-explanatory because all of y'all have heard this before. Stop trying. Listen, everybody can't put paint where it ain't. You understand me? Everybody can't do everything stop trying to force it it's very akin to our previous word that says if it flows it's god if it if it's forced it's you i'm sure i said that backwards but it don't matter because we're on today's word which is stop trying to make fetch happen stop trying to fit a square into a circle don't make it your life don't make it your life this life is out of control we can't practice control in every single area of our lives. Stop playing God. You're not God. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Especially if you see the shit ain't working. Stop it. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop it. And amen. May God add a blessing to the reading of that word. Let it rest rule and abide in y'all spirits and Let's be good, y'all. Let's, let's, you know, keep it cool. All right. So, <clears throat> for the dough, today we are given the privilege by God Almighty <laughs> to chop it up with Morgan Tut, licensed therapist, longtime acquaintance, amazing person, and overall bad bitch. And, you know, we needed to talk to a bad bitch such as Morgan at this time. Because things is real crazy. You feel me? We heading into our fourth semester of COVID. <laughs> like, shit. 
the weather is changing and daylights haven't saved themselves. So as I said, it's just really cold in the morning and things don't make sense. And I don't be wanting to get up and look at life. And I know if I'm struggling, one of you hoes out here, at least one of you has to be struggling alongside of me. So I called in the motherfucking reinforcements to talk to us about this life shit and what the fuck going on. So go refill your drink. Pour yourself two drinks. Just pour it in advance. You know, just put it in the shaker for my girls that got the shakers. Make it an extra, fill it to the brim. You know what I'm saying? And then take the shaker with you so that you could refill as you go. You understand? For all of those that are drinking wine, fuck that glass. Drink it out the bottle. Put a straw in the bottle of wine and let's go. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's just go. Talk to me if it ain't about them commas I got a cop a new crib for my mama Bless the whole family, that's Britney and Tonga You know the EXP death or dishonor They slept on me, I toy with them Tonga I gotta give them a piece of this karma Fuck you, you not one of them fond of I need to ride it, that bitch like La Fonda Someone that's low-key and not with the drama Caught me a crib in Malibu with Sandra Give me a lure, head up in the traffic My bitch, she bad with Finney on the chapstick EXP pit this shit, then this shit magic Your favorite rapper, I leave him in casket End of the year, I had six-figure taxes Family on road and the gang living last I was down on my luck, now I'm up, how ironic Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise Don't talk to me if it ain't by them Alright, 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 alright Today, we are in the mobile stool With none other than the magnetic The moving, the motivational Morgan! Thank you, sis. Girl, you are more than welcome. You are more than welcome, honey bunches of oats. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Like, I've been waiting. I haven't had this one in my back pocket for a second. I know. can talk about it on and off for like a good year, maybe. Listen, I've been. <laughs> as soon as you put it, I was like, oh, like. You know? Life comes. Street therapist, I do it all, you know. Listen, and the way I be advocating, like, y'all niggas need to go to therapy. Period. I done finally got a therapist <laughs> up in here, y'all, and talk to y'all about y'all <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> we are out motherfucking side. Okay. Period. Period. Are you are you having a good week? I'm having a good week. It's nice weather today, even though we inside. Got some good drinks. Okay. You know? I'm ready. It's a Listen, good week. It's I almost Friday. <laughs> Come on, Friday, Junior, Junior. Period. We are almost there. Mm-hmm. We are almost there. I too am having a good week. I just feel I feel real good energy right now. Yeah, I feel it too. It's just like my spirits is just like they talking to me. Okay. <laughs> and it's not the spirits, y'all. It's not just the tequila. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause we done had a little spirit. bit of <laughs> but you know, it's it's good vibes. It's good Period. vibes going on. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you are here. I'm so happy for everything that we're about to discuss. Yes. I'm so happy that this shit is finally happened. Like I feel like I can't <laughs> say this enough. I've just been thinking about this for oh, the longest fucking time. Like, nah, we gotta get Morgan up in this bitch. We gotta get him. Well, I'm so. here. And anytime you want to have me back, you know, bring me back, girl. You are already know. Listen, little, this is gonna be series now. Like. You know, our in-house therapist, you yes, feel me? You Listen, know, we going to create a whole fucking just segment on yeah, the show. Ask Dr. Tut. <laughs> speaking into okay, we got to speak it into existence. Not doctor yet, but doctor in um, my heart. Yes. In my heart, in my spirit. True doctor. You're there. I need a certification for that. Oh. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Okay. 
So let's get into this drink, what we're sipping on, okay. and then, you know, let's talk about you and the things you're into. And we'll just, you know what I'm saying? Just we're gonna vibe. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna vibe and have a good time. That's precisely what we're about to do. So Today in the stew, I haven't even poured it up yet. It's still <laughs> sitting here. It's still sitting here. I'm going to pour it up now. Let me pour your glass first. We are sipping on a nice little concoction that <laughs> I like to call the truth tea. The truth <laughs> tea, y'all. Y'all might not want to hear my truth, but listen. No, 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 no. And that's exactly what. That's exactly why I named it such a thing. Because listen, me and Morgan go like way motherfucking back. I was thinking that on the way here. It was like when I said it was no later than third grade. Second grade, second grade, bruh. second grade. Maybe? I remember okay. vividly because I transferred. I was from like, I was like, it can't be no later. What school? Third to grade. another school, and then I met. Listen, I met Morgan in second grade, and we were in Miss Morgan's class. Our whole teacher's <laughs> name was Miss. Morgan, Run it back, and that back. was the first time. And listen, I fucks with Morgan the long way, <laughs> oh, like y'all know for real. Because I was like, listen, I was like mad raggedy in elementary school. Like it was yeah. very clear. I definitely like, had your back. Like, no, and Morgan always fucked with me. Like when know, it was times like, was like, hard back then. Listen, times were fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? Like now. niggas would like be bullied, be making fun of me and shit. And Morgan be like, <laughs> no, y'all not gonna do that That's because. She don't do nothing to nobody. And she, and no, I didn't always fuck mm-hmm. them working the long way. So, like, to even see that you became, like, a therapist, life coach, right. and everything, like, it makes <laughs> sense. Like, you be fighting for people. I definitely do. And I, I fucks with it. Yes. I fucks with that. So, we are here to hear your truth. You know okay. what I'm saying? We all have you our truth. You gave me the serum. You already had a serum, so, Okay, you know. listen. So, we got a little serum to get you to open up and have a little bit of truth tea. So, cheers to truth tea. Yes, cheers. Oh, hold mm-hmm. on. That, that was a lesson. Ooh. There it is. Let's get a good little clink going. Mm. That's pretty good. I'm kind of scared because I don't know if this is going to hit me. You know, when something tastes too good. It like, is. I'm going to be on the floor halfway through this. It night. is. Y'all, I'm proud of this concoction because I have finally found a way to actually have tea and alcohol spirits get together yeah. and not taste like Robitussin. No, that tastes like a, like a bar drink. Like, it's so good. Like, I would pay for that. Mm, mm-hmm. We outside. I need to start packaging this shit. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have a lot going on here. We have some uh, sweet tea. We got some guava, some lemon, some orange, some lime juice, just all types of fruit, and then tequila. Mm-hmm. Cause you know we gotta keep it spicy. Right. Always shoulders moving. <laughs> so yeah, you, you fuck with it. You fuck with the vision. Yeah, I do. I'm with it. I'm period, following you. I'm with it. Exactly. And that is why it's the truth tea because it's going <laughs> to sneak up. It tastes good. You know what I'm saying? It's like face value. It's like, oh, this, this tastes nice. But the truth going to start flowing after yeah. we, you know. So <laughs> I'm excited. Keep, y'all just keep watching. Y'all come see what happens. Period, period. Again, one more time. <laughs> Cheers. Check-in. This is check- early check in. Cheers to the truth. Cheers to the truth. Mmm. That's good. We got some mm-hmm. sugar rim, lime mm-hmm. wheel. Y'all know I've been real on time with my lime wheel, not playing. So, yeah. Okay. This is great. Amazing. Yeah, it's delicious. Let's get into the shit. All right. Let's get to it. Morgan, I'm so happy you're here. And I just need you to let the girls know. Let the dolls know. Mm-hmm. What is your ministry? <laughs> my ministry? Your ministry. Woo. I would say my ministry is keeping it real. Like, I am all about y'all living our best life. And sometimes that comes at a cost. 
And that make me, you gotta be alone. You gotta cut that toxic nigga off. Whew. You gotta take your ass to therapy and really do some Whew. work. Like, you gotta cut them toxic friends off. Like, sometimes it's, to get to where you wanna be, you gotta make some sacrifices. So, that's yeah. my ministry. I've been there. I struggle with it myself. But if you what you want is what you want, you gotta do the work. I love that. <laughs> Keeping it the fuck real mm-hmm. because we are advocates of truth Three. at the Cheers Podcast. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Truth and understand it. Because when you have truth, if you if you don't base what the fuck you got going on on mm-hmm. truth, is it stable? Can Not it stay? <laughs> it can't stay. So exactly. I love that. I love that. So how do you exercise keeping it real on the daily? Ooh, that is a loaded question. So that's a work in progress, even for myself. Um, I just at least try to be honest with myself. Just like if I know something is not right, like I need to call it out. Like sometimes it's hard to have hard conversations with people. Even have hard conversations with yourself. Like Morgan, you know this is some mess, girl. Like why are you trying to force this? Or why are you trying to make something that's not happening? Why are you trying to make it fetch? It's not. It's never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's never gonna be fetch. Okay. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be recorded somewhere. Like that should be a negulation. I know it was spoken out of the mouth of white happen. women, but yes. that's what, stop trying to make fetch happen. Good. Accountability is real. Like you gotta have accountability, and that's probably everybody's biggest struggle is accountability. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can speak for myself. <laughs> No matter how, like, I be preaching accountability, try to stand 10 times on it, but, like, that shit not easy. Not. You be catching yourself like, oh, is this me lacking? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, well, let me check myself. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yes. That's real, though. Accountability is real. Ugh. Listen, real as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, keeping it real, real as fuck, accountability. Mm-hmm. That's your whole essence. And that's what, like, you actually practice that shit in your career. Yes. <laughs> because that is that you, you deal in realities mm-hmm. in what we have here. Talk to us about what, so what do you, what what would you call yourself? And I know titles are in the, you know, but like, what would you call yourself? Would you call yourself a therapist, mm-hmm. a life coach, all of it? What do you... <laughs> Um, it's definitely all of the above. It just depends on who the clientele is, what the population is. So it's a mentor, life coach, therapist, realist, <laughs> like your parent, your mom. Like, just kind of depends on what the relationship is, the age. Like, so all of the above, honestly. We're going to go E. Period. E. e all of the, of the above. above. I love that. Yes. I love that. I just, like... I know what I think of when I think therapist because I've been in therapy for a while. I'm out right now, but I'm trying to get back in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. therapy. But like when I hear the word life coach, all I think of is you remember that MTV show True Life? <laughs> yeah. And they would come and get them little white children out of bed at 6 a.m. Like you said, <laughs> you wanted to together. exercise. Right. You said you wanted to do the, wake the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I be thinking about. So yeah. like. It, so you go by life coach, but like you also go by many roles. Like when you're in the role of mm-hmm. life coach, what does that actually mean? So life coach has more of an emphasis on the future. So with okay. therapy, it's more of kind of working out your past issues and current, like how to get you where you want to be right now. But life coach is like, 
where do you want to go moving forward? So mm. it's not as clinical, like deep dive in childhood. It's more like, okay, what are your habits now? Like, what are your goals? Like, what is your drive look like? What mm. is your motivating factors? Like trying to figure out who you are as what the person you are right now. So that's more what the life coach, like, what are you doing right now? And how can we get you to the next step? Wow. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this whole time in life, I'm like, I need a therapist so I can uncover. <laughs> Nigga, I need a life coach because I didn't already, I know where I know where it came from. I know mm -hmm. who did it. I know, you know what I'm saying? Blame and fault finding don't need not even relevant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's about the future. <laughs> Y'all, we need therapists in addition to life coaches. But you can get the same experience from your therapist. You just have to let them know, like, okay, now we reach these goals. This is where I want to take our time. Like, I need you to help me hit these goals. Help me to stay accountable. Help me to figure out what are these blocks that are keeping me from being the best person I can be to get this done. So you can still get all that from a therapist. Because sometimes life coaches can be hit or miss because it's an unregulated type thing. So you kind of have to be really careful with the whole life coach thing because some people would just slap a name on it and just charge you like two thousand dollars and just <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> take no, your money. No, for real, for like, like four hours. Can anybody be a life coach? Technically, yes. It's an unregulated industry, so it's just like wow. There's no like national licensing board or like you know license names or nothing like that. Like wow. So like when you go into school for therapy, like life coaching isn't. Is no, it a, it's, it's not really part of the conversation. No, it's like one of those unsaid things. Like that's something you do, but it's not a like protected title. Okay. So like therapists, psychologists, all that, like those are like being a doctor, like those are licensed, like those are protected titles. So you, if you go by that, like that, that's fraud. Like wow. you don't have that, you know, the license, the education for that, but life coach and motivating speaker, business coach, like all that is just self-made titles honestly Word. yeah so if i wanted to get up tomorrow and be like yes mm -hmm. show the girl i am starting a school i am a life coach come get your life right by me mm -hmm. like that would be wow y'all i'm finna become a life. it's like nah i don't if need anything to is more about the experience the that you bring to your title so if you can say you have a certain background or experience in this, experience in that, people can trust you more because, oh, she's been to school for this. Or like if you're a business coach, let's say a career coach or something, you've been, you have your MBA, you know, you know, logistics, you know, business analytics, like, you know, this stuff. So you're not just like making it up or like, oh, I can just make a bag from this. Like, no, like mm. I have experience. Like I worked, you know, corporate America five years or I had an internship at a Fortune 500. Like, so, you know, like you have something to put behind it name so that is something to make you stand out from if you type in life coach on ig and just and just see all the people that call themselves life coach with no experience it's just a bunch of cute canva posts on there come on canva <laughs> posts because you know bitches love to <laughs> you know feed aesthetic, like a little feed aesthetic. come on There's no shade you know if it works for you it works for you but you know that's just the real. I don't know. Here at the Cheers Podcast, we like the truth. You mm -hmm. feel me? We like certifications. We yep. like to know the niggas studied to be where they at a little bit. I'm not going to say you can't be knowledgeable in an area without a formal education because that's not true. Because sometimes life is the best teacher. Maybe you grew up in that type of environment. You know, your family has that type of background. And you just know that stuff. Like, okay. or you just picked it up. And you, your results speak for itself. So that's another thing. Like you don't have to have a formal education, but you know what you're doing. You're not Correct. just guessing and like, Correct. okay, here's a course and mm -hmm. for $50 and you'll be successful. Like, Girl, because niggas <laughs> love to sell a course, okay? <laughs> niggas e love to get on the internet. For $49.99. Okay. <laughs> Value price to 500 
Like, hmm, how you go from five hundred to four ninety nine? But okay. Mm, let's go. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. So boom, we got it. Life coaching. It's a lot. So like be careful when you yeah. out there saying that you want a life coach. Make sure that they have some kind of credentials and they're not just one of these MTV niggas yelling at you. <laughs> Get out of bed. Just wake <laughs> up. Wake <laughs> up. Wake up. Exactly. But if that's what you want, you know. Listen. To each his own. To each his own. Well, we just giving a disclaimer. <laughs> okay. So how did you choose to go this path in life? I feel like I spoke <laughs> to how like you always been good to people. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if you dislike Morgan, I feel like I have beef with you off a of rip because yeah, that means that you're problematic. <laughs> because I don't know anybody that don't fucking like Morgan. And I'm sure you have everybody has haters. So I'm sure yeah. that you know what I'm saying. You could be like, well, bitch, I can tell you, but like <laughs> if you don't fuck it's with Morgan, problem, I'm yeah. like dead ass questioning your character because mm-hmm. what what did you do to like see negativity and some bullshit from Morgan, it don't make sense to me. So how did you find, like, how did you traverse this path? <laughs> this question always gets me because I'm like, it's just some God intervention. on It was his plan. It's just like, I never was one of those people that grew up just like, I'm going to be a doctor. Like, oh, I know I'm going to be a teacher. Oh, I know I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, I just like, I just want to do whatever makes me happy. That's always been me. So with this avenue of helping people, it's really multifaceted. Like, I can do a lot of stuff with my degree and just like my level of certification and knowledge. So I can just kind of go down my own path, help people. I love to be helpful. People always come to me, like you said, just like, I've always just been that person, like, you know, the strong friend in a sense. So it's just like, hey, can you give me some advice about this? Or just people just start dumping their life on me. And I just be like, you know, I can get paid for it. Okay. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, how people, especially the black community, we need so much help. So I, you know, that went hand in hand too. So I was like, why not? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what did you study in school? And first of all, <clears throat> Morgan went to, I'm going to let you say, Morgan, where did you go to school? I went to two awesome HBCUs. Mm. I went to North Carolina A&T State University for my mm. undergraduate. Mm. And I went to Bowie State University for my master's degree. Period. Mm. Black by black. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. To promote black. <laughs> Exactly, gotta keep it in the family. Keep it in the motherfucking mm-hmm. family. And what is your degree in? What are your degrees and certifications? So my bachelor's degree is in psychology. My master's degree is in counseling psychology. And then I'm a licensed graduate professional counselor and a nationally certified counselor. Um, and then there's some other sub certifications, but I haven't got them yet. Like you could be like marriage and like alcohol addiction and stuff like that. But those are my main titles. Those two. Where mm-hmm. do you have any aspirations for specific titles? Um. Well, there are two phases to my title. So once I finish my hours, I will be a licensed clinical professional counselor. So that's like oh, clinical the top of my my level of education. Mm. If I wanted to go to school to become a doctor, I don't really need it because I can do the same thing at my level once I hit that next level. So. Right. 
doctor would just be just for me to be extra fly, honestly. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you already fly, fly you know? to me. Yes, you already doctor tut to a me. Straightening on it, you know. Just a little doctor tut. The girls need you. You know? So, yes. That's my titles, my professions. I have a host of other random certifications, too. But, you know, that's my main mental health certification. There is. She's certified, <laughs> I y'all. Know. She's certified. <laughs> really am yes i know that in school i'm sure they train you to like see the person aside from like all other identity markers Mm -hmm. and shit like that but who do you like to service like when because so for me personally right Mm -hmm. when i'm doing this podcast when i'm doing the digital media strategy and like all of this stuff like yeah I'll, i'll help anybody because you know people are people but at the same time I know who it is that I want to uplift the most. Who do you feel like you desire to service the most in your therapy and life coaching counseling? Um, So my main population is like African-American women, like millennial Gen Z women. So usually like 18 to 34 is like my range. So um, I don't, you know, I don't discriminate. Um, I have a couple of caucasian um clients i definitely want to start working more with males um you know that's a harder population to kind of reel into the whole therapy thing so (laughs) okay yes all right and so you would say that most of your clients are black women black women Mm -hmm. word Mm -hmm. what circumstances issues challenges oddities or whatever do you feel like you encounter in that population and then I guess by extension like the larger like black community mm-hmm. um when it pertains to mental health okay. like period yeah the mental health issues and then like mental health services okay so most of my clients struggle with relationships dating dating is heavy like top three Whew. um I would say career so just like either not being seen at work or just like struggling with culture or just like trying to get a promotion or just figuring out what they really want to do with their life. And then three, I would say finances. Two. Like finances is really a big thing in terms of just work and just being able to save and just not even understanding the whole structure of it. So I would say that's the top thing is definitely relationships, um, finances, dating, that's really like in career. That's like the big thing. Word. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like so 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 you be what what is your approach? Like do you I don't know what what demeanor do you approach? Because like I feel like there's different kind of therapists, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have one therapist, then I've heard stories of like my other friends and like the relationship with their therapist. So I mm-hmm. feel like I've had more like lax therapists. It's just kind of like, okay, well, tell me what's going on. Well, I think you're all right. Da, 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 da. And then I have some friends that got therapists that you know are a little bit more. I don't want to say intrusive because if it's therapy, I'm inviting you into yeah. my life because mm-hmm. I want you to do some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you feel like is your approach to counseling people? Um, whenever I have like a consultation with new clients, I always tell them like I'm really like hands on, like non-traditional. Like I'm not the type to just let you talk and then just like give random feedback from time to time or just like, mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, we be talking and sometimes I curse a little bit, like, you know, drop some slang here and there. Like, okay. I'm, like we might laugh, have a good time, but if, if I really need you to, like, buckle down and we really need to get some stuff done, like, I can, like, kind of code switch in the sense, like, all right, now, like, all right, it's time to tone it down a little bit. Like, let's get serious. Like, let's really talk. So I would say I'm really hands-on. Depending on the client, they might need a little more coddling in a sense. Like, just, like, kind of calm down a little bit. Like, we can laugh kiki, but, like, I really want you to get this homework done because we really need to start working on these goals. And some people are really self-motivated. I don't really have to coach them too much. They just, they do their work. They come. So it really just depends. But I'm really hands-on. I love homework. Um, we do Instagram. I was about to say, do you I'm be giving homework? homework. Look. Like, homework. I'm okay. not going to cap. I'm going to confess right now. It's only because I'm lit that I feel like I would even confess this right now. My <laughs> therapist would be giving me homework. But also, I'm not going to lie. My therapist that I had, like, she was cool. And I felt like she served the purpose for the area I was in in life where it was just kind of like, I just need to interact with my thoughts more intimately mm-hmm. and expressing them to people. But I feel like she was, like, real lax. Like, she would give me homework, and I'd be like, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I ain't feel like doing the homework. The homework, it made me, ah, And she'd be like, oh, you know, that's okay. And I'm like. <laughs> I'd be like, nope. I'd be like, I expect to see you next week. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I never no, got like, it. You do your homework? Like, okay, I'm waiting for it next week. Like, you know, it's not because you don't want to do it. I get it if you had a crazy week, like something crazy happened, you know, I'm, you know, I'm understanding like, you know, you lost somebody in your family or you went on vacation. Like, I get it. But it's like, have it done by next time. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> see, and that's what I need. I feel like I need to come see Morgan. I the constantly like, maybe I should go see Morgan. But I feel like she knows. <laughs> I get that work I feel like she knows, but it's like, I need, with you. <laughs> I need somebody that's going to hold me. What's the word of the day? Accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need somebody that's going to hold me accountable how do you feel like you come into contact with most of your clients like do you get them from social media personal referral Mm -hmm. also i just want to say right now that if you go to um (laughs) therapyforblackgirls.com and look at the directory (laughs) you will find Mm -hmm. our great sister morgan dr tut on the website, she's outside. Everyone, you know, yeah. So do you, you answer the question. So either for where I work, sometimes people were already handed to me, like they had a wait list. So I just got some of those. But a lot of them come from social media referrals or um, therapy for Black girls. That's really been like super, super helpful. I get a lot. I get a lot of traffic to my profile. I turn a lot of people down. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that. Like I can't say it's just me or it's just. The demand is there and it's just not enough or, you know, we can't help with so many people. Like we, okay. people still work like this is part time work for a lot of people. So you just this is not enough time to see all the people that want you or, you know, you're, that's their area. People always say they really resonate with my profile, like, you know, how I talk about things and my approach and my population. They're like, oh, my God, you speak to exactly what I'm looking for. Like, this is fate. Like. I just be like, I'm so sorry. I don't have no room on my on my caseload right now. Come on, and booked hate, and busy. That, that, but it's like I don't want to take on so many people. I can't do. I can't do. I'll do a disservice to you because I just don't have the energy for it. 
Come. But yes. Bro. I just booked and busy. Booked and busy. Ow, ow, ow. Books so are currently see, closed right now, but listen. you know. So if you're trying to get up here with Dr. <laughs> Tut, if you hear, you know what I'm saying? Like you 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 know that you hear what you like what you hear, and there it is. The alcohol, Jesus. You like what you hear and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You need to you better cut, talk, talk talk nice to her in these DMs, okay? No, because I do make, I make special arrangements for some people. It's your little and arrangement. If you email me and my books are closed and I have a spot open up, I'll always go back to those people first and let them on my um, let them know I have a spot if you're interested. And they usually get it first before I open back up to the public. So, you know, you never know. If you if you in my inbox, I'll circle. I'll spin a block and, you know. Spin the block. You Y'all better come and do wait list. <laughs> With doctors, I send a block and pick you up. <laughs> Come and do wait list, okay? So that you know that what is because most of y'all y'all not even ready to go at this time. You just know that you need to go. So at this one, honestly, <laughs> if you just put your shit up there, you know what I'm saying. By the time you ready, she probably gonna come around. And listen, right? You ready? Let right. divine intervention work its course, mm-hmm. okay? Period. So I know she's talking about some people do this as like part time Mm -hmm. or, you know, everybody has their own way in which they interact with the counseling that they're offering. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really want to talk about how does being a therapist, a life coach, because you you said you work in a school as well, right? Mm -hmm. Ooh, So that school psychology, (laughs) y'all, that's a whole different level. Yes, it is. Bruh. But bruh, if time if we have time, I want to circulate and talk about fucking that. Okay, so, that's fine. But um, how do you feel like being a therapist and ultimately shouldering the weight of a lot of what people go through? How do you feel like that impacts you on a personal note? I feel like I compartmentalize a lot, so <laughs> I can turn it on and off. Like I don't carry it with me. Like when I sign, when I sign off, I'm off. Like, I don't think about it. Like, maybe my cases aren't that severe that it sits on my heart, but I'm very good with being able to not take my work home and just, when I clock in, I'm there, I'm present, do what I got to do for you. And then when I'm off, it's me time. Like, I don't really struggle with that right now. So, that's a blessing. I love love that. Because, like, whenever I be thinking of therapy, I mean, I have many thoughts when I think about therapy and therapists, Mm -hmm. but... I just did you watch How to Get Away with Murder? Yes, yes, I did. So, do you remember in like season five when Annalise was going to therapy mm-hmm. and it was the one nigga that she was seeing for therapy and then he started taking on the stress and whatnot? Yes. And it was like, no, we have to fix this, Annalise. Da, 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 da. And it's just kind of like, nigga, you need therapy from this therapy. Yeah, you, you can definitely get overly invested in people's stories and their struggles. And so, I can speak to that a little bit. Like, I definitely root for people to do, you know, to do better, to actually do what they're supposed to do. So, I can see you getting caught up in that more than just like they're like bringing their trauma on, but just like being disappointed. Like, dang, I thought we was making a breakthrough. Like, and she came back on that same bullshit again. Like, damn, I we was past this. Like, she didn't have regrets. Like, I think if anything, it's that more so than just like carrying their problems around, but just like in a session, like, damn, am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? Because I thought we was past this two weeks ago. Like, mm. so just not making everything so much about you, but just like remembering that people are people and people have setbacks, people have triggers. Like, we all make mistakes. You're supposed to let that fuck boy go, but you you let him back and y'all fuck. And now you back. Like, it just happens. Like, I, I get it. So I try not to be too upset with them. So 
it's just little things like that I have to check myself about sometimes. Like, okay, she's not perfect. Like, if it was me, some things I ain't even want to tell my own therapist. Like, dang, she's going to be disappointed because <laughs> we're not supposed to be doing this no more. <laughs> so I get it. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So as a therapist, you are still in therapy. Yes. Currently, like you, I don't. I broke up with my therapist. Um, But... I was in therapy for a good minute. So this is a real, that's a really interesting perspective. Like when they like, what do you do? And I'm like, um, do what you do. <laughs> but I always say like, I don't come in here with the lens of a professional. Like I come into my own sessions as an individual. Like I take my therapy hat off. So what you tell me to do, what your, you know, strategies are, like I listen, like, because I'm not here to be the professional. If I wouldn't counsel myself, I would just do that in general. So, like, I listen. I'm like, I'm not here as a therapist. I'm not here to, like, analyze the way you're analyzing me. Like, so you have to have really good awareness to not do that. To, like, you know how they say doctors make the worst patients because mm-hmm. they know what to do. Like, you should be doing that. Why are you not giving me this homework? Why are you not using this um, th- uh, theory? Why, like, I don't do all that, like. Go ahead, do what you want to do. Like, I, I'm here with you. <laughs> yes, I'm. This is I'm paying you, so I'm going to listen. Like I'm going to listen to what you guys say. See, I love <laughs> that because like therapists are people too. Exactly, therapists are people too. I actually, this is like mm, a little TMI. I don't even share this much of my business, but like one of my exes. Scoot over a little bit so everybody can see you. You're pretty okay, funny. Oh, <laughs> period. Yes, here we go. We outside. So, um. <clears throat> One of my exes, his mom was a therapist. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, mind you, me and this nigga had big problems. <laughs> big okay. problems. I'm like, your mama a therapist. You don't, you don't talk to your mama. You don't da-da-da-da. But then I later realized that... God bless his mama. Because mm-hmm. I really want God to bless his mama. Like, I believe deep, 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 deep down she's a good person. Like, okay. not even that deep. Not even that deep. But, okay. like... She was a wild turkey. Like, sometimes I would hear the shit to come out of her mouth. And I'm like, to your children? To your children? This is how you feel to your children? Like, into... So, so like, therapists are really people, too. And you don't have to... You don't have to follow the example it is technically that you set. You don't have to follow that formula and do homework and da-da-da-da-da. You just have to know what happen like what to say and then you know like yeah that's true and that was really wild to me it's very shocking to see certain people of a profession not live by the way that they are whatever their job is like if you're a therapist but you have terrible communications or you estranged from your kids or you know like you can't keep a man like things like that it, it was real we're still people so we still struggle in areas but you know it's hard like the whole quote goes it's hard to take your own advice like that's real or hard to apply to your own life so i can't say my clients help keep me accountable in terms of like i'm not doing this like every week i'm preaching to y'all to do this or to be more assertive or be more direct and i'm not doing that myself like so i need to make sure whatever i'm saying pretty much almost i'm doing it like so I hip not a hypocrite. Like if I say do this, it's because it's reflective of what I do in my personal life. Period. So I would say, excuse me, that's one of the biggest yeah. things I really realized. Like, okay, I gotta keep myself accountable. Cause how they gonna listen to me and they I'm out here in these streets not doing what, what I'm telling them to do. Ugh. <laughs> listen. 
That's real. Listen, but I also have another question on the therapy front, right? Because okay. a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to therapy because I don't know if that nigga going to understand me. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know when a therapist isn't working? Because I, mm-hmm. like, I have one homegirl, right? Mm-hmm. And she was in therapy, but also, like, couples therapy with her nigga. Mm-hmm. And she would always tell me what they talked about in therapy. And I'm not a professional, but I'm like, hey, yo, it sounds like the therapist taking your nigga side and, like, <laughs> not hearing you and the things that you're saying. Yeah. And, like, she was uncomfortable, but she didn't necessarily know how to exit that situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like... How do you, how do you, what would you say to people that it's like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm getting along with my therapist or how do I know if this relationship with my therapist is working? Okay. Um, so I'll, to talk about if you know if it's working or not, it's definitely just do self-reflection. Like when you came here, what were your goals or what were your symptoms or what were your struggles or concerns? And, you know, add up the time that you've been here and what level of realistic progress have you seen? Do you feel like you're moving forward or are you stagnant or are you regressing? So just kind of think about it like, okay, I've been working with so-and-so for eight weeks. Let's say eight weeks. I'm able to really communicate now. I can identify what my triggers are, X, Y, and Z. Like that's actually quantitative quantitative like assessment like you know like you can gauge it versus you just saying like oh I'm exactly the same I I've learned nothing I don't feel like I've gained anything like so just really like can you really gauge your progress or not and if you can then that's a realistic progress like you're not going to be this dream person you want to be in in two months it's not realistic but if you feel like you're going backwards every time you come to therapy you're more anxious Mm. um you're having more bad weeks like that your depressiveness is just like skyrocketing. None of your, you know, um, tools or interventions are working. Like nothing. Like you just feel like there's no connection. Every time you bring something up, she's just like, okay, we'll just give it some more time. Like not really just like addressing what's going on or just like validating your feelings. So just really kind of assess. I would say assess in that type of way. And if you feel like it's not a good fit, just you don't have to be brutal or like rude. I was about to say, and how do you break up with a therapist when you know it's not working? Because I'm not gonna cap like my therapist. I'm like, this lady is so nice, and she really be listening to my problems. And every now and again, she come through with that just gem that kind of like reconfigures my life. But like, nigga, the podcast is helping me more than you helping me. I'm spending my money, so like, how do you break up with a therapist? You don't have to go into specifics because it's something that we know that the clients have the right to terminate services at any time. So if you choose to want to be discharged, you can literally just bring it up as a simple conversation of just, hey, um, I've just really just kind of been thinking about my time with you and just all the progress that I've made. But I've like I've made a decision that at this time I would like to stop um, my therapy sessions at this moment. Um, I would like to be discharged in my my next session for us to be my final session and just for us to kind of reflect where I started, where I am, and some things that you think I could work on, like during my time away from therapy. And if I choose to return, you know, I would definitely, you know, be in contact. And if not, then I appreciate for everything that you've done for me. And I would like our next session to be our last. And you just... It's that simple. Keep it at that. Like, it's that have simple. A, 
you know, just express that you, you know, you need a break or you just have a lot of things in your plate and you can't really commit to it right now. Even if that's a lie, you know, that's just what you got to do. And to say, hey, my next session, I would like that for us to be our last. Can we just have some closure and just kind of talk about, you know, my time with you and I would like to be discharged. And they'll set it in motion and you pay your last copay and you go about your business. And, and you can start searching for your next therapist. Or if you feel like you're done with therapy, that's a different process, though. If you feel like you're done. But if you just want to break up with them because there's not a good fit or you just don't have time no more, you just don't like them, like, <laughs> that's the route. Oh my gosh. What is it? So I'm not going to lie. I was watching, um, you know, One Tree Hill. Mm -hmm. Did you watch One Tree Hill? Mm -mm. So One Tree Hill. Oh my God. That's my favorite. That's the best white people show. That was a little too CW for me. Todd, listen, I love me some One Tree Hill. I'm going to go. I need to find out what services on and go back and watch some One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill is one of the best shows one tree hill and friday night lights are the See, best i'm like now nah, you caucasians y'all got this white melodrama <laughs> down to no, for real, a science That's with true. i feel like dawson's creek walked so one tree hill and friday night lights <laughs> could run like yeah. amazing television <laughs> honestly amazing television right one point Haley, that's one of the characters she was in therapy for a while and she calls and she's like you know what I think this is my last session, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like some people might often feel like, you know what? I feel like today's my last session. What do you feel like as a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Because everybody has their own perspective. Right. But as a therapist, what would you say would be markers of you no longer needing to be in consistent therapy? Definitely if you feel like, depending on how your current frequency is, if you feel like coming once a week is too often because you don't have anything to talk about. Um, even if you come by weekly, you feel like you don't have nothing to talk about. Like you feel like you're just coming for maintenance just to kind of like check in. Um, you're self-regulating pretty well. You know how to manage your emotions and your expectations. Like have you really hit your goals that you came here for? And how will you be able to man maintain yourself after this? So what is your plan like when things go off grid when things go unscripted like you have to be able to carry yourself like you can always return back to therapy but that's when you really know like yeah i worked through those those parent issues like i i kind of understand who i am and in dating and knowing who i am and my purpose and like you can really speak to your growth so if you're saying like oh yeah i hit all that when i come to therapy i don't really have nothing to talk about life is good i manage my crises and I and I'm good. So that's kind of where you if you can you feel confident in that, then I say pull the trigger and you can, you know, you this. can go your separate ways and, mm. and you can and I always tell clients you know whenever you feel like you're ready to to step back from this process or just kind of tone it down or um, tone down your frequency like I'm gonna always you know, be around in some capacity. So you can always come back if I'm here, if I'm not, you know, you can find me wherever it is that I am. And you can always go back to therapy. Like it's not a closed door forever. So if you feel like you good, let's say it's July, next February, come back around in your life and really hit the fucking fan and you need to go back to therapy, just go back. <laughs> like It's, it's going to be a lifetime thing. You might stop for a year, two years for like, woo. I'm in a new transition of life. Like, I'm about to get married. I'm ready for kids. Like, maybe I just had a parent that just died. Like, you're in a new phase of just new shit. And you just need to go and get some more support. Like, it's not... It's a revolving door. Period. 
Period. Come and go. Stop. Continue. I don't think anybody goes to therapy for like life, like continuously, like nonstop, like 20 years, same therapist. Like, I don't even think At that point, would you just need a life coach? <laughs> like, I don't. You probably need a lot of services if you feel like your level of need is that extreme that you've been consistently going to therapy for like 20 years straight no breaks but most people either just dial down the frequency like once a month if they feel like they just want to go check in like hey these are some things that i struggle with this month or you know we're coming up on the fall like i'm just kind of not really feeling myself or i just had a baby so like little things like that are okay but most people take a break at some point and you know spend a block come back <laughs> spend a block and come <laughs> back which is okay that just yes. means you're able to advocate and speak and be assertive for yourself like i need some support right now and that's fine this might be a six month journey and you good get back on your feet and keep it moving like it don't have to be two three years of therapy you might just need a three month check-in and keep it going period Mm -hmm. oh my gosh see all these options you know how to greet the therapist Mm -hmm. if it's not working how to break up with the nigga when you should go when you come back you see what i'm saying (laughs) like i feel like these you just gave great explanations for or not explanations but maybe like reasonings mm-hmm. for all the people to be like mm, I want to go to therapy but I want to go to therapy but like I don't yeah. feel like that nigga gonna understand me and it's like okay if they don't say like what but that's real though because that comes from a time where therapy was really of the Caucasian race honestly Tuh. um where being going to therapy as a black person, you were considered crazy or something was wrong with you. You know, like that's a devil's work. All you need to go, all you need to do is go to church or pray. Like, you know, that just comes from just years and decades of just misinformation and just propaganda and all that type of stuff. So that's understandable that people still feel that way. Like, oh, they're not going to get me. And then there wasn't no black therapist for real. Like, it was a small amount of black therapists. So imagine you Correct. imagine you being a nigga from fucking Southeast. <laughs> you done been to college and all that. And you done had, like, a rough life, but you made it. You know, you got your whole shit together. You do IT, making a bag now. But you still yeah. got them past issues, parent issues, abandonment, all that. And you go to have some white-ass therapist. You're like, she can't help me with shit. She don't know about the trenches. She don't know about nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, how she, even if your therapist never been, didn't live in the hood, at least she can understand what black people go through or the disparities. Like, you can see it from a racial standpoint. So, it's more so of just like understanding from a cultural point. Like, you can actually sympathize and, like, oh, I get it. You didn't grow up with these resources. You didn't grow up with, you know, having access to this. Like, so of course, maybe you went down this path instead of just like blaming them on just their situation, but you can understand it from a societal point, like a capitalism point. Like, mm. so all that plays a part in like your, your therapist having knowledge and understanding and not cultural bias. Like, oh, well, you're just lazy. We all, like, we all have the same 24 hours. If you really wanted to, we all know, have the same 24 hours. Not Rock Nation brunch Twitter. You can just go get a job. Like, you know, like just that cultural difference is real like so that's what they really mean like how could a white person understand me or how could somebody who's indian or asian get what i'm where i'm coming from like you just don't get it like and that's real like just don't get it so now that there's more of us like we popping up like spring chickens right now okay and now with 
the whole virtual thing, you don't have to just have like, you know, people that live in smaller towns or the South. You can have a therapist somewhere else and still get a good black experience versus like, dang, it's only three black therapists in 65 mile radius. Damn. <laughs> That's true for some people. It'd be like that. It'd be <laughs> like that. I'm not gonna lie, when I was looking for a therapist, like, true moment, when I went to therapy, I had thought about going to therapy. I, w- I went to the counseling center when I was in college. Okay. But then when I got out here in the real world and I was making this money, I was like, nigga, I am at work. I don't have time <laughs> for these things. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until literally my white coach. Shout out Liz. Liz, I love you, girl. She sat down. She was like, <sighs> so I compiled a list mm-hmm. of black women therapists. Okay. And I want you to look at these mm-hmm. and I want you to call them and okay. see what you can find and literally it was because of that that i found my therapist mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it literally sometimes it takes somebody so you know if you can be that somebody be that somebody exactly. for somebody if you can be that somebody be that somebody because even you lived in a different area for a little while on the, the west coast ish like his, do you know if there were like what was the abundance of black therapists like just think about it the small black there population that lives there of black exactly <laughs> women therapists there were exactly not. <laughs> so just think about where you were and in other places that you know are predominantly other races it's just like you might find a black therapist, but maybe she live on the other side of the state. Like, she four hours away. Like, you know. It's just like, I can't drive five hours to go see my therapist for one hour and then drive back. Right. So, the virtual thing, it, it definitely can open the level of access, for sure. It's definitely more accessible to people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you have a friend or a family member or somebody that you look at and is Desperately like, you need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. You need the professional help. And that's not a character flaw or anything. (laughs) But like, I see some shit with you that you need to work out. Mm -hmm. How would you persuade them to go? Um, And I mean, persuade is also like, they're going to do it or they're not. But what angle would you take an approach to getting them to consider it more and maybe like really go? I think if you definitely can kind of speak to them in terms of like if they talk to you about their problems or kind of maybe complain about the same type of things like hey I kind of noticed that you know you still are struggling or still kind of talk to me a lot about this have you ever considered you know talking to somebody professionally about these issues just to either vent maybe get some you know realistic solutions that you can apply to your life like really just kind of like nudge them like I think you would do good talking to somebody professionally who could give you the feedback that I can't? Like, I love listening to you, but, you know, I'm not certified. I'm not qualified to kind of handle this level of support that you need. And there's nothing wrong with getting support. Like, I can help you look for somebody. Like, kind of help insert yourself into the process a little bit. Like, hey, I'll send you some website links. You can kind of look through it. So just, like, encouraging them but not doing the work for them. But just, like, just showing that you're supported. So I had an experience with my mom, like she'll talk about things that bother her or just re- keeps reoccurring. And I just like, maybe you should talk. I think you should talk to somebody just kind of like, even if you feel like you've worked through it, you can just address it like once and for all, just vent, just like let it rip. Even things if you don't feel comfortable sharing with me because it's family or whatever, like just like get it out. Just, sometimes therapy is just a good vent session, like. This happened 20 years ago, but it's still on your heart. Like, you're still struggling mm. with this. Like, 
I know we might laugh through the pain sometimes, laugh through the bullshit. Because you know niggas love to <laughs> laugh through the pain. Yeah, niggas like, love you to, to laugh like, through get the pain. this off your chest. And even if sometimes, even if there's no solution for your problem, it's just like, how can somebody help you just accept what it is for what it is? Like, that's what a lot of people struggle with. Sometimes there might not be an answer for why your parent is some shit. You'll never have a relationship that you want with them. But talking to the therapist, they can just help you come to terms with the type of relationship it is, the type of parent it is. Like, that's just what it's going to be. And how will you move through that for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. How will you deal with that disappointment or never having that connection that you want? So just being able to live through whatever the truth is. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's more important than trying to get what you're looking for. But like, how do I continue to manage through this when disappointment happens or when they come to me with that same repetitive bullshit? Like, how do I do with it instead of blowing up and cursing them out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just be like, okay, this is where they, this is who they are. This is where they at. And this is all that they know. How do I accept this person or this situation for what it is? Yeah. And sometimes that's all you, that's all you can do. And I and that's what I encourage like family, like I think you should just talk to somebody and just figure out how to navigate it is for what it is. Period. <laughs> uh listen, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna just play this for a couple people that's close to me. Because I <laughs> I'm a vigorous advocate of therapy, but you know I'm African, so my family, they happy that you know what I'm saying? My my family mm-hmm. loves me. So they're happy that I'm getting the help that I need, but they still see this as some wackadoo shit. Like you really going yeah. to talk to these random ass niggas about your problems and da da da. So I'm gonna just play this last little mm, 5-10 minutes back for them, like, hey, look, you need to listen. I'm kidding, I never share my fit pockets in my family. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe just share this like last little piece. Like, yeah. hey, maybe you need to take this in, you know what I'm saying? That shit hurt you 20 years ago, but it's still- it, 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 people have to be able to identify that they need help. That's the biggest thing. So you can see it in your family members. You can see it for them. But if they don't think whatever they're doing or the friend, whatever they're doing is a problem, then they're not going to be accepted to. They, they can't identify like, dang, I am always in some shit or I am always fussing and arguing with somebody. Then it's not really much you can do. They don't think they're the problem. Period. <laughs> they have Period. no self-awareness. Period. There's nothing you can do about that. Period. Mm-hmm. And self-awareness is really like a big thing. That's been my biggest practice mm-hmm. in like being self-aware in a way that matters because yeah. sometimes we're hyper aware of ourselves to the point where we're overthinking mm-hmm. our actions, our impact and relationship yeah. with others and Definitely things like that. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that niggas need to be aware of. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Like- um, there are three things that I think about and then they I see them often spoken about on social media, mm-hmm. right? So people expressing their opinions and thoughts about them all wild and loose. And so the first thing is this whole concept of ADHD. Okay. And uh, like adult onset ADHD. Mm-hmm. I have feel like through TikTok through Twitter and Instagram, but Mm -hmm. also through the fact that, like, I've been in therapy, I've discovered, like, I've been formally diagnosed. Okay. um, You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know I have a mood disorder. Okay. But then also... I haven't been officially diagnosed for ADHD, but so many of the problems that Mm -hmm. I hear, like, in the podcast and in, like, social media that they have, like, 
okay, girl, that sound like me. And that yeah. sound like me since I was in sixth, like, like mm-hmm. second grade, honestly. So, you know, like, um, yeah. Can we talk about ADHD in the black community? Maybe a little bit more specifically black women, because I know they don't talk about women having ADHD. Um, It's the things that you've noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot. I would say not a lot of my clients struggle with ADHD, but just like in my own reading and just like literature, I feel like it's definitely becoming more like to the forefront of like identifying for what it is versus just like. You know, the signs and symptoms of just always feeling burnt out or just like just really obsessing over things and just like feeling like you just can't really find your vibe with things. You're just kind of like all over the place and you just kind of attributed to just like the work culture of just always hustling. And if I'm not doing this X, Y and Z or just being too hard on yourself, like or just even like depressive symptoms, like they all kind of just like intertwine. So I think that's really a lot that I've seen, like you said, on social media, like that really coming to the forefront. Because when you think of ADHD, nine times out of ten, they're talking about boys or, or men. Little white boys. Yes. And even little black boys, like in like school, most times only young guys will be labeled with ADHD and like women will just be like, you know, they're the strong ones. They're the hustlers. Like, you know, if you fall apart, just get yourself together and keep it moving. Like, Mm. you know, or you just like, you just got a good work ethic. Like you're just busy and bopping all the time, but they don't really address it as this ADHD. You just like, this is a woman thing. But if a, if a guy is just bouncing off the walls and just doing everything, he got ADHD, but they'll never just give girls that label. Like, Oh my God. We got to be solid and toes down at all times. At all times. At all times. God, that reminds me of the tweet I saw. This like black women with ADHD never really find out they have ADHD. I wish I knew who tweeted this. I'm going to find it. I saw it. Yeah. It was just like, they just think they're failing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that has been so transformative for me all this time because yep. I'm just like, damn, nigga, I can't be on time for shit. I like mm-hmm. to know that a task is done, well done, so I can't just do a little piece and then come back. I can't. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. So like, you know, I feel like I've been picking out the, the pieces. So um, what would you say to people? I mean, people at large, mm-hmm. but for the purpose of this program, specifically black women, okay. specifically black women, because, you know, those are my dolls. Those are, you know, that's who I ride for. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to them who maybe think they have or have just found out they have mm-hmm. or, you know, what would you say to them? I would definitely say if you feel like something is off, like I definitely say do your research. Um, you can definitely always reach out to a therapist um, or you can always have an assessment done. Um, if you feel like you really just want like definite answers, you can always get like a clinical assessment done and it'll really just kind of take you through the process and you'll be like, oh my God, this is me. This is me. This is me. Like it's so much information out here now. It's just like, if you really have a hunch on something, you can really just look it up. Like just kind of look at counseling pages, therapist pages, like black woman with ADHD, like and if you see your symptoms lining up, like, you can, okay, I'm not making this shit up. Like, something is something that's not right. And you get you a therapist. You go see a psychologist and you really figure out, do I need medication? Do I just need strategies and interventions? Or do I need a combination of things so that you can be your best self? So I definitely say if you feel like something is off, like, don't just chalk it up to just being, you know, too successful or just too tired or feeling like you're failing. Like, like I'm doing everything, but 
all my pieces just not lining up. They're not lining, so they're not not lining Jesus, up. They're not I got all the pieces up. on the table, but I can't make the puzzle fit. So <laughs> it's just like you you might just need a little extra support, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just do your research, look it up. If you feel like this is you, find you a professional in your area that can give you an assessment. If you feel like that's that's you, and always get a second opinion too. Mm. If you feel like mm, maybe this is not it, maybe it's this is just like the underneath, like this is something else. Like this is just masking really the problem. So definitely get a second opinion if you feel like it's not, it's not like you, it's ADHD, but they not like get a second opinion. If you feel like that's what it is, like mm. fight for yourself. Just like at the regular doctor, Come on, you got to get your second opinion and fight for yourself. So yes, yes. Come mm-hmm. on, advocate mother fucking <laughs> Kate, period. Second thing that mm-hmm. I want to touch on, right? So for all my dogs that got ADHD, you you heard the vibes. Go, you know what to do. You heard you heard this, and now you know what to do. So go do what you know <laughs> needs to be done. Um, but the second thing that I saw talked about a whole motherfucking lot: seasonal depression. Yeah, sad girl. The sad, <laughs> real. It's definitely sad season for sure. Tuh. Like I know, like from I was in therapy for. Damn, this will, I think this would have been four years. Okay. Like consistently with the same person. Um, and I know that like I suffer sad. Like I'm telling you when the sun not out, when it's not warm, mm-hmm. when it's like, like I feel the cold on my bones. <laughs> it, no, just, it just changes my whole shit. So like I know, but the the conversation of seasonal depression is at large in the same way that the actual seasonal depression is at motherfucking large mm-hmm. grabbing the girls you know all the planets sure. is doing all type of right. shit Retro Saturn just got back to wreck Mercury yeah. just got back to wreck like, mm-hmm. no shit is fucked up but like can we like right here clarify what is seasonal depression um I probably anybody can catch it, but like not catch it, but you know, <laughs> experience not a it. Child, but but yeah, who do you it. see having seasonal depression? Okay. Um, yeah. Anybody is susceptible to seasonal depression. It's more of like when the seasons change and your your levels change and your hormones change and just just your vitamins deplete and you just your mood is different. Like it's colder. All of that weather plays a role in it. You know, when it's summer, everybody's happy. Like, let's get outside. When you leave home, it's dark. When you come home, it's dark. You at work with no windows. Like, you're not getting no sunlight. Like, you're not getting no exercise. You're sitting there. You sit down all day. Like, you don't have any plants and stuff in your office or wherever you work. Or, you know, you just go, go, go. And by the time you get home, it's like, eat dinner and go to bed. Like, Mm. but during the spring, summer seasons, people make effort to get outside. People make effort to go because it's warm. You want to be in that shit. You make effort to go hang with people or like, hey, let's do lunch. Let's Mm -hmm. have a picnic. Like you're more interactive and social. But when it gets cold, oh, I don't want to go outside. I'm not coming out the house when it's cold. Like, oh, it's raining. It's snowing. Like it's like your level even social interaction dwindles. So you're not, you know, meeting people, connecting with people, and connectedness is real as we've seen through this whole pandemic. Just people being isolated and alone, like. So sad is real. Anybody can really, you know, be susceptible to it. I experience sad. Like, I'm on a rotating clock with this shit. So mm. I know that it's coming. So there's no way to avoid it. I wouldn't say avoid it, but just prepare yourself for it. If that means 
you need to make sure you're close to your village or your friends. Um, make sure you have something that you enjoy that you can do by yourself. So whether that's a fitness class or swimming or maybe, you know, playing with your dog, doing arts, creative stuff. Like just what is your thing that you know when you're feeling down and it's nobody to call, nobody to turn to? That could be, you know, your religion. That could be God. It could be whatever it is, your vice, whatever your oh, thing God. is. Like what can you turn to to pour into yourself when you're, you can't get out that space. Does that mean you need to up your vitamins? Does that mean you need to start like drinking green smoothies? Does that mean you need to maybe take time in the morning to meditate or do affirmations that you have to speak into yourself? And that even means giving yourself grace. Like today is just a shit day. I'm not feeling it. I'm just sad as hell today. Mm. I'm going to give myself 24 hours to feel crappy. And then I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to try to do what I can to have a better day. Mm. So it's all about progression. It's not about being perfect. I know sometimes it's, you just might have a sad weekend. Like you just don't want to be alone. You just want to be alone. You want to be isolated. But you can't stay there. That's the thing. Mm. You can't stay there. So you, you have to figure out. And, and my friends have been really supportive in terms of like, especially last year in terms of like the newness of the pandemic. Girl. Like them just understanding I need space or just I don't want to socialize or like. They're not upset because I turned down to go do something. Like, they just, like, checking on me. Like, how you feeling? Do you need something? Do you want to talk? Like, having a support system is just as important as well. And everybody doesn't have that, unfortunately. But that would be a good point to get you a therapist. If that means that's your one, your person that's going to keep you afloat during the season, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Period. So self-awareness, having Mm -hmm. a village, knowing yourself, that self-awareness, preparing for the pitfalls that you might fall into. Mm -hmm. And how to get yourself out of it. like, And be okay with not being okay. Giving Mm -hmm. yourself grace. That's real. Like every day not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. Some days you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. That's (laughs) just real. Like it's cold as hell. It's Monday, it's raining, I'm just not feeling up to my usual self. Like, just be okay with it. Like, and and just come out of it. It's easier said than done. And some people, on top of regular depression and other things they have, they have to take their medication and all that to be balanced. But if it's literally just a case of seasonal depression, you know, get you some plants, get you a little sunlight, you know, sun lamp, get you some vitamin D, um, find some type of journaling or whatever is your vice maybe you'll start a podcast you know people it's, it's a lot of talk to the girls a lot of therapy and talking and writing and just getting it out there even if you record yourself just getting your shit out and you don't never post it nowhere you make a private youtube that's what you gotta do you mm. arts and crafts maybe you start mm. doing fashion you make wigs like just find Lord. something that makes you happy. You watch fucking Netflix. That makes me happy. So whatever makes you feel good. Love me some Netflix. Be good. Do y'all. good. Do it. You know, do it. If it's not harming nobody and it's not harming yourself, do it. Period. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did y'all hear me? Yes. On oh, one more note. Could you give a special level of advice for the girls that already struggle and like are aware that they struggle with specific mental health issues. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's the mood disorders, the the schizophrenic, the, you know. Mm-hmm. So is, is there another tier 
of. And I mean, me just being somebody already, I could already think of some things that it's like, okay, you know, you need to do on top of, but just for the sake of transparency and letting Mm -hmm. the girls hear, what other special level of advice would you give to those that already know they struggle with specific mental health issues to deal with sad? On top of just like maintaining your regular, if that means you're supposed to be in therapy once a week, you make sure your ass is there. Take your medication. If you feel like it's not doing what it's supposed to do, consult with your psychiatrist. Like, hey, I think we should adjust my dose. I don't think it's where it should be. I'm, you know, I'm kind of slipping back into where I used to be. Um, go to the doctor. Make sure your levels are good. Make sure your iron is good. Your vitamins are good. Make sure you Girl, don't have no deficiency. That's the whole thing. Make sure you get enough red meat if you eat meat, you know, or if you don't, what is a good substitution for that? How can you get physical activity? I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and get a trainer, but like, do you like Zumba? Do you like YouTube dance? Do you like, um, just to do your own choreography or do you like, you no know, boot camp or spin? Like, there's so many things that you could do just, on top of that, like, what else makes you feel good? Like, mm. when I'm not at my best, what else makes me feel good? Is that getting back to yes. arts and crafts? Doing, you know, photography, like, you know, whatever it is your, your your jam is. It's just, like, really figure out what else makes me happy. I've done, I've checked all the boxes, my medication. My, went to my doctor's appointment. And sometimes it's, everything's not enough. Like, you just have to be okay with, like, this little season might spank my ass, but I know what I have to do to make it through. Mm. And you have to be okay with that. Ooh. hmm Ooh. All of these good words, yes. y'all. All of these good words. Like, I feel... <laughs> listen, bitch. Y'all got the tools now. If you ain't had them before, yes. you may not have the whole tool set with the drill bits and everything. You but got you got the screws. You got the screwdriver. You got the basics. You got, like, the first... Yes. Like, my first bad bitch toolbox, exactly. okay? In order... To make sure that you are where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Where you I said where you are need to be are. That's what I was about to say. But that's that truth serum. Listen, the truth serum is coming out. Here. And we didn't even get I'm to the And I didn't finish even, my glass. Yeah, I'm gonna finish mine. Don't worry about it. Listen, we didn't even get to the nitty-gritty. We didn't even have some listen, real some some real. I was talk. about to say, no, we need to have you the fuck bet. Like, listen, <laughs> this is our in-house, this is the cheers therapist. Okay, you know what the fuck going on. So I just feel like we need to take a shot. We do. Just take a shot and just seal the truth that we've received on today. We talked a lot about the women today. You know, I'm ready to get into these. Listen, niggas. I'm ready I to want get into to these talk niggas. about the niggas. I'm ready to get into these. Niggas. I want to talk about this niggas. We just need to find a mm-hmm. nigga to like come through. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to talk about niggas without a nigga here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm spilling alcohol. It's Ooh, okay. Lord, y'all. She no, it's gave to the to, top. She didn't give it to the rim, y'all. I'm not to the rim. I'm not to turn my to the room okay so let us a toast to health and wellness to truth yes true life and sad to surviving niggas being your best self being your best version of you and being everything that you want to be in life what the fuck she said what the fuck she said cheers (laughs) yes no all right y'all I'm up, I run. Bitches be claiming they love me beyond. I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise. Don't talk to me yeah. if it ain't by the mola. Breaks the riches, know you see the designs. I made my comments stacking nickels and dimes. So you can't be wasting my time. I can't keep them waiting, they waiting in line. Remember this look like a reach. Mm. Now my name fill up the seats. Mm. Remember they used to say shh. Now while I'm hearing the sheesh. 
Now all I'm hearing is please Lights can I please get a piece But I got no time for a leash Took a look at my book and I'm booked up for weeks Ooh, no can do I'm acting brand new Cause I'm a big deal I'm a brand name and a brand too Like Raven, the vision was blatant See myself on the throne, I heard they was hating Like I said, I'm a raven So I ran through the zone uh, Tantrum, how they kick it too close Samsung, how they blow up my phone They ring the alarm, they won't leave me alone But I'm changing my number, so talk to the Morgan Graces, the words, the words, the words. There were so many of them and I just will apply it like shea butter all over my body. Everything that she said. I hope that that conversation really got you seriously thinking about therapy or how you might be able to gently assist a a loved one, a friend, family member, somebody into seeking therapy. We all need it with these times crazier than the motherfucker adulthood, not even adult. It's not even given what it was supposed to give. And that's hurtful. You know, you were lied to. You should probably seek therapy about such a thing, you know? So yes, Morgan, my great girl, you are welcome here any motherfucking time. Please come and tell us about things in our lives and such. Next though, Shout out Flowers fam. I feel like I didn't had to say this multiple times on this podcast and I'm going to say it till I ain't got no goddamn breath, okay? Flowers High School in PG County breeds bad bitches. If you know a bad bitch, she went to Flowers. Shout out motherfucking Morgan, a bad bitch. But then also on our intro and transition music, I know you hear the sweet voice of oh motherfucking Slice. Do you understand me? Rapping and singing Slice in one place. She's acting brand new. Do you understand me? Like, bruh, bruh, we're just kind of fucking awesome. And y'all gonna have to deal with that. This leads me, this is a segue into my next point where instead of yelling at somebody, cause I've been going off these last couple weeks and instead of telling y'all my drunk business, because I don't feel like it right now. I just, I don't feel like it. I want to talk about... The Inner Circle Six, hosted by O Slice herself. I talked about this a year ago, but you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna run it back again. The Inner Circle Six is a show that O Slice does for her birthday every year. She's been doing it since 2016. This was the sixth one. And she did, in fact, run through the six with her woes, okay? In a way that you hoes could never, (laughs) could fucking never. First of all, I just want to say that getting to be there in person again was a personal accomplishment for myself because I was at the first one, missed the next four. The fifth one was aired digitally because of COVID. And now we are back in person. When I tell you that this babe will curate the entire experience from the top to the motherfucking bottom, from east to west, from wall to wall, like Chris Brown said, you understand? It just keeps coming. The talent just keeps coming. The bars just keep coming. The creativity keeps coming. The pen keeps coming. The brush stroke keeps coming. You walk in the space, and immediately you know that Okbe's touch 
is just all over it. Even on the walls, we have the painting, right? We have we have paintings, six with the slice and like everything is just, it's just, ah, 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 I'm emotional. She even fed the dolls this year. If you was on time, you got a good plate, you feel me? A good food. Now, you know, I can't be on time for shit in my life. So... <laughs> I did not get a plate, but I know that y'all that was on time and did what you were supposed to do, got y'all's plates. And that just goes to the whole experience of hosting and her creating a memory for you of when you were in good spirits and enjoyment. She wants you to associate her music and the music of her comrades with joy and good spirit. You know what I'm saying? And there were spirits. There was a bar. Feel me? Shout out to the bartenders that was holding the things down or whatever, right? So, of course, she performed. She had some other artists perform. 20 Never, Kasim, the motherfucking goat. Um, Dayon Green, who is the rapper that she collaborated on with for the song that we've been using as our intro and transition or whatever today. Um, there were some other artists. Please forgive me right now. I cannot remember who they are because I don't have the flyer in front of my face. But the talent was motherfucking present in that building. There was also an open mic portion because Slice isn't just like, yeah, you're going to hear what I want to hear. I want everyone to share. She's never been stingy when it comes to this art shit, never been stingy with her spotlight. And that is why her light shines even brighter because you know what I'm saying? She let her light play and intermingle with other people's Lights and just beautiful things uh, are created from her hands, from her mind, and everything it is that she does. We got new music. Like, she played, it was, it was, I think we got at least like two, three uh, previews of the new songs, y'all. Like, this new Slice project that is Lodin, Lodin, Lodin. Like, prepare your motherfucking heart, ears, mind, and soul. Because it's going to be literally just, nah, I don't have the words. It's a, it's a new era, same motherfucking slice, okay? New era, same motherfucking slice. And she's really letting y'all know that she hasn't gone anywhere and she will never go anywhere and she's going to be in your face giving y'all the perfection that Frankly, we don't deserve, but again, she's a generous somebody, so she gives it to us anyway. Also, can we talk about how the entire DMV assembled to celebrate Slice? What? Because everybody recognizes her greatness? I see niggas that I haven't seen in actual factual years fucking years at that junk coming out to support slice because everybody knows what the fuck time it is listen my ra from freshman year nia shout out to you sistrin we seen each other she was like did you go to house and i was just like nia girl yes i did you was my ra i always smoked weed in the bathroom and you never told on me you never went federal on the dolls thank you she was in there celebrating the goodness that is slice G Suave was in the motherfucking building. I haven't seen G Suave in years, but of course he came through 
performed with Slice, Ten Toes. I love that song so much because it's just reflective of their energy and their friendship because they've been down for so long and just the loyalty between themselves and how it translates to the art that they make and how they've been able to support each other over all these years. Just beautiful. It's just, it's just, it's beautiful. It's just very, very beautiful. Okay. I've seen this man, Elijah, Real nigga Eli RNE from Hipso. For those of y'all that don't know, like, <laughs> I haven't seen Elijah since I graduated actual high school. And he was just randomly, I just kept looking. I was just like, I did somebody looks familiar. He looks very familiar, but I don't know who he is. And then we just kept looking at each other. It was just like, hey, yo, ain't you? And we just had a mom, like, everybody. Everybody came out for fucking Slice because she's the fucking goat. Shout out Leo, Leo Lambeau, all right, over at Mare because it was never motherfucking fair. It's still not and it won't be designing the motherfucking clothes for the girls. Also came out to support O Slice because everybody understands that to know Slice is to love Slice. There's just too much greatness awesomeness, anointing, talent, blessings, artistry in one body to not fuck with what she has going on. You, you just, you, you can't hate. You can't hate. And shout out to Slice motherfucking team because she is a genius and a mastermind, but she is real life supported by a circle of people that support her vision because it's just so, it's so clear and crisp and how could you not fuck with it? Man, those are faith-filled motherfucking fighters surrounding her willing to ride at dawn to make sure that her shit pops off the way she wants it to pop off. And that's really just a testament to one, being great, staying yourself and staying true to yourself because niggas, people are attracted to that and people will fight to see you succeed. I wanna circle back around to the open mic portion that she had because I was put on and reminded not only put on because there was some people that I already knew, you know what I'm saying, was outside, but reminded of great motherfucking artists that are here in the DMV. Like, we really have to stop hating in the DMV and let niggas prosper. Because we have this thing in the DMV where because it's so small, we know people. So when they start doing stuff, you don't always give them the attention that you should or give them their due. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't be giving niggas they flowers in the DMV because we be acting like we too good because we know people. But that's really fucked up because there are so many talented motherfuckers here where we are. I seen Omar Vassell, another talented nigga that came up out of flowers, um, soul by soul, beautiful fucking singing voice. We also went and chopped it up and smoked hookah together at Palisades afterwards. Because you know we had to turn up afterwards, y'all. We know we had to turn up afterwards or after party. And Slice was on top of the couches with bottles, popping the champagne, bottles and bottles and wow. It was it was lit. That honestly could have been a drunk tale, but still, I don't feel like it. Just use your imagination. Anyway, soul by soul. 
beautiful individual, beautiful voice, immensely talented. Then, of course, 20 never went up there and gave us a whole bunch of sneak previews into the shit that they about to do. Please watch out for their fucking projects, especially that goddamn Kasim. That album is on the fucking way. And that energy we need, we need, we need, we need, we need, we need. <laughs> like Travis Scott said. Also, shout out to Sam Wise. Now, Sam Wise is the only white man with lock adjacent, dreadlock adjacent hair wearing situation that I trust. That is the only, because every other one, I look at them, I'm just kind of like, I don't understand you. But he is just cool as hell, real as hell. Beautiful fucking singing voice, talented musician. He's in Slice's band as well. Don't get me to lying, but I'm pretty sure it was the guitar that he strummed. Do you understand? This man also makes rolling papers off the randomest of cuffs, the randomest of cuffs. Dama when I was in the car this past weekend and she found some tree that she had lost. So she was like, bro, we got to roll this shit up. And then she takes out Sam Wise rolling papers. I'm like, God damn, this man is all over the place. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, moral of this whole story, this whole, whole, whole story. O Slice is the motherfucking future. And she's surrounding herself with other motherfuckers that will be there in the future. The only question left is, will you be in the future? Will you hop on the slice train and ascend to the future? Or will you stay broke down and raggedy and unknowing where you are because you aren't you aren't experiencing the goodness of slice? The choice is motherfucking yours. All right, that's it. That's all I got because I'm, Hello. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not all that I have. Listen, remember how early in the episode I was talking about how I want to be more intentional with my dating? Listen, I would like to very intentionally and on this platform for y'all to share, shoot my shot at Day on Green. Yes, the man on this song, the man who performed with Sly. <sighs> that is a fine black man. That is a fine black man with bars that man can wrap his ass off and he is just seems like a warm spirit person like even after when me and josephine i went with josephine shout out my sister and josephine i went with josephine you know what i'm saying and he was just like oh yeah you're very talented and like the love that he showed you know what i'm saying to us showing us love it was just it was a whole motherfucking lot so i just want to say right now that i find you amazing and intriguing and i would like to stick beside you um i hope you hear this i hope that you find this because you know i'm one of them scary bitches i don't be you know what i'm saying i don't just dive in the dms i put my shot into the universe and if it makes it to you then it was meant to be so someone help me make it meant to be and you go tell him what i've said sir you are a star and i just want to be the sky. I, I just want to hold space for you. <laughs> On period. I do. All right. Amen.
Now, <laughs> I'm getting the fuck up out of here because that's all I have for y'all. And I'm fucking exhausted. And pray for me because I think this is going to be a long week. And, you know, we'll tap in next week and we'll see just how long of a week it really was. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm overthinking all of this. Whatever. Anyway, be blessed. Go in the Lord. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Mind the business that pays you, the business that God gave you, the business that keeps your light motherfucking on, keeps gas in the tank because them sh- the gas prices is high, you understand? So you really need to mind your business. Don't be going to places that you don't need to go because you don't have time nor gas to waste. Daylight hours are receding. Mm? Cheers to you, cheers to me, and cheers to these hoes. We can't love them and we can't cuff them unless they hungry, unless it's you. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? We will pour up with them though, regardless. Y'all be easy. I was down on my luck, now I'm up ironic. Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest. I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise. Don't talk to me if it ain't about them commas. Down on my luck, now I'm up ironic. Bitches be claiming they love me, be honest. I don't got time for the fuck shit, I promise. Don't talk to me if it ain't about them commas. Don't talk to me if it's done by the Don't talk to me if it's done by the Don't talk to me if it's done by the